Cool. Guys, it is so good to be back with you after not being with you last week. And I'm excited because we're starting this brand new series called Even If. Um, And this series, if you don't know from the video, this series is about how in life there's so many different things that get thrown at us, right? We are convinced by certain people that living a certain way is the right way to live. Doing certain things is the right thing to do. And all of this stuff we get convinced of. But In the middle of all of it, we get to choose what values we hold close to us. We get to choose who we are in the middle of it all. Even if everyone takes the mick out of us, even if we get ripped into because of it, we get to choose values that could help shape the world around us. And so I want to tell you a little bit about when I was growing up. Um, I used to play sport. Have we got any athletes in the in the room? We got a couple of athletes. John put his hand up. I'm not too sure, but um, we have some athletes in the room. Um, and so when I was growing up, I, I played a sport. And one of the things you get told when you're playing sport is you get told like this thing: you can be the best, right? You can be the best. You can be the best player on the court, right? You can be the best. And I'm not trying to knock it, right? Because we can be the best, right? We can train hard. And I don't think there's anything wrong with getting better with uh, getting better at the skills and talents that we have, working on those. There's nothing wrong with that. See, but what I do think is wrong is when we think that those gifts and those talents were meant only for us. Okay, let me say it one more time just so that it makes a little bit more sense for you because that wasn't great wording, right? So there's nothing wrong with growing in the skills and talents that you have. There's a huge problem when you think that those gifts and talents were meant for just you. See, I think that we are supposed to use those gifts and talents to help the people around us. And so while I was playing sport, while I was playing basketball, I realized there's two types of best player, okay? There's this guy. Hopefully, you'll see him on a slide uh, in a second. Tara's just running across to the mark. I love it. Go on. Should pop up. There we go. There's this guy, okay? This is the guy, right, who he's the best player on the court and he knows it, okay? He knows it. He's there showing off his muscles, right? He's the kind of guy who scores a basket and starts like giving the girls a little wink, right? He loves it, right? He's all about himself. He bosses around the rest of the team because he knows he's the best player. But then there's also this player as well. See, this is the kind of best player who everything that they do isn't about themselves. It's about helping their team. It's about helping the people around them get better. It's about uh, picking up their player when they fall down. It's about supporting them when they are struggling. This is the best kind of player. And so what does it really mean to be the best Okay, because I think there's these two types of people in life too. You've got the kind of friends who they only want to be friends with you when they can get something from you. Right, the kind of friends who they hear that you've got the new FIFA 2022, which isn't actually out yet, but they know you've got it and they want to be friends with you because of it. Or the kind of friend who knows you're popular, so they're like, yeah, I'll hang out with you for a little bit uh, because I want some of that popularity. Um, But then there's the other kind of friend, the kind of friend who picks you up when you're feeling down, the kind of friend who helps you out when you're struggling, the kind of friend that we all want to be. And so what if being the best wasn't about our skills and our talents, but what if it was about using what we have to help the people around us? See, Jesus actually speaks about this in the Bible, okay? We are part of a church, so we say some stuff that is out of the Bible, and I think that is stuff that applies to all of us, uh, whether you're a Christian or not today. Um, And so Jesus says in the Bible to a couple of his disciples named James and John. So his disciples were like his friendship group. They come up to him, um, and they said to him, it should be on the screen in a second, they say to him, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask, right? Can you imagine going up to Jesus and being like, do what you're told? 
just ain't going to work, right? And so Jesus, he's probably laughing, right? He says, what do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other sit at your left in glory. And you're probably thinking, what does that even mean, right? What he means by that is when we get to heaven, when we die, I want to be at your left and he wants to be at your right. We want to be in the best position, okay? We want to be like the CEOs of the company. We want to be driving around in Lamborghinis, right? We want to be living the dream. We want the highest position. And then we find out later in the story that the friends, the rest of the friendship group, they find out about this. And it says they were indignant with James and John, right? They were mad at James and John. And so Jesus calls them together and he says this, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Basically, look at the people in power today. Look at the people around you who have authority and look at the way they use it. They use it to bring other people down. They walk on top of other people to lift themselves up. They abuse their authority. But then he turns around and says to the disciples, he says, not so with you. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. So if you want to be the best, you need to be at the bottom. If you want to be at the top, you need to be at the bottom. If you want to be first, you have to be last, right? I can imagine the disciples going, this makes absolutely no sense. What are you on about, Jesus? But what Jesus understands is he understands family. He understands the importance of family. He understands the importance of picking up the person who's fallen down. He understands the importance of helping out your friend. He understands that to be the best means to help the people around you get better. And so... That's what Jesus says in this story. See, I believe that God is about family. God is about family. Um, And so we see it later on. He carries on and he says this, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Basically what he's saying there is he's talking about himself. He's talking about himself. He's saying, I didn't come here uh, to be served. I came here to serve. And so if you're a Christian, you might have heard this loads of times. But if you're not, I'm going to share it with you. Um, And so we believe as Christians that we were all created to know God. We were created to be a part of God's family. And somewhere along the line, we decided to, instead of do what we knew was right, to try try and do things on our own, to try and become that athlete who tends their muscles, to try and build our own lives and build ourselves up. And then instead of doing what we thought we would do, which was be the best, we pushed God away from us. And so after that, we couldn't have a relationship with God. We couldn't know God. And so what God did is he came down as a man called Jesus and he died in our place. He took on a punishment that we deserved for our mistakes. And he died in our place so that we could know him again. See, God is about family. God understood family. He sacrificed what he had so that we could know him. See, family is about lifting other people up. And see... I recognized that when I was playing basketball, right, the times where we did the best, it wasn't when we had this star player. It wasn't when we had John Needham on the ball. It wasn't about that. It was about having a group of friends who worked together. It was when we played best as a team. And what I've realized in life is that the best people in my life, the people who I look up to today, they were people like Terry. Terry was an 80-year-old man in my church when I was growing up. And Terry, every week after I'd played guitar at church, he used to come over to me, and he would be the first one to encourage me, the first one to say, hey, you're doing a good job, keep going. And so what if family meant that we encouraged the people around us? And see, 
today we're in our crews. You're all sat in your crew. And we believe here that your crew is like family. Your crew is like family. And it is about building each other up. It is about encouraging each other. It is about getting along even though you're different. It's about picking each other up when we're feeling down. And so today, I want you to know this. I want you to know it. Even if we look stupid, even if people look at us and think these guys are weirdos, I want you to know that we are about family. We are about family. The world might say otherwise, but we are about family here. And so we want to encourage each other. We want to build each other up. And so... Guys, I want to give you a few practical ways to do that, and then we're going to chat a little bit in our groups. The first one is to celebrate together. Okay, when you've got something to celebrate, the last thing you want to do is sit on your own in the corner. You want to tell your friends. And so when one of us has some good news, we want to celebrate that as a crew. Number two, cry together. See, when we're upset, when we're struggling, when we're, doing, uh, when we're having a hard time, we want to be encouraging each other. We want to stand by each other. We want to cry together. Number three, we want to serve each other, okay? We want to help each other get better. We want to help each other out. When's the last time that you bought your friend a drink at the shop? When's the last time you helped them with their maths homework because you're better than them? See, we want to serve each other. We want to forgive each other, okay? Right, during this year, you're going to have disagreements with people in your crew, right? It's going to happen. I'm not like, you know what I mean, some mysterious man. Like, I know that because people... People have disagreements. And what I want you to know is that when we disagree, we want to be people who forgive each other. We don't want to hold a grudge because this is family. We don't hold grudges with family. Number five, embrace differences. See, it talks about in the Bible, right? It talks about how Christians, right? And we might not be Christians here today, but I think there's some principles that we can take away from this. It talks about how we are all different parts of the body, right? And what that means is like somebody might be a crusty old toe, right? And somebody might be an eye, and somebody might be like a hair on the head. But see, if you didn't have all of them, then the family wouldn't work. The body wouldn't work. And see, today we are family, and we are all different, but we need to learn to accept our differences because we need everybody here. See, we're like family. And so guys, you might not know what this experience of family is like. And so I want you to know that this is a place where we're about family. And so I don't know what your previous experiences of what your family is like at home. But what I do know is that when you come here, you are accepted and you are loved. And in your cruise, we care about you. We are like family. And another thing that I want to share with you today, and I'm just going to do it quickly because I think this is super important, is that God invites you to be a part of his family. God invites you to be a part of his family. It says in the Bible, anyone who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See, you can be God's child today. And so I think that God is inviting us to be a part of his family. God loves you and cares about you. I really believe that. The rest of your crew leaders, they believe that too. That's why we're here. And so if you, if something inside you is stirred by that and you're kind of like, I want to know more of what it means to be a part of God's family, I want you to chat to your crew leader, okay, in the discussion time and work out what that's all about. Um, and I'm just going to pray quickly. Now, prayer is just me chatting to God, all right? So don't be too weirded out. It's all good. Um, I'm just going to pray quickly, and then you're going to break into your groups, and you're going to chat through some of this stuff. God, I thank you that you are about family, God. And I pray that over the time that we're in our cruise, God, would you help us to build family relationships, God? Would we look out for each other? Would we cry with each other? Would we encourage each other? Would we be there for each other? 
God, I thank you that you are of our family. Amen.